0: and walk with the archetypes. Right, people, welcome back. It's Tuesday, and it's time for another episode of Walking with the Archetypes. I'm your host, Ivan Svigenskärshelum, founder of Reclaim Your Throne, and I'm delighted that you're here, as I am about to dive into the Warrior Lover Bridge in culture. So if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, I was covering there some of the dynamics of the warrior-lover bridge in our personal lives. But I want to clarify again what what is the warrior-lover bridge? It is that polarity that plays out inside of us between pushing and resting, between boundaries and no boundaries, between penetration and receptivity, between masculine and feminine, between yang and yin, between doing and being. So this polarity, as you may realize as I'm speaking to it, is very, very, very strongly represented in the present-day culture wars. The culture wars between the traditionalists, the modernists, and the postmodernists, too. Put it very simply. And so you will see in culture that there are people who are on good terms with the warrior archetype and so they have a positive conception of discipline, of loyalty, of boundaries, of being energized and courageous and resilient and having integrity and being in service and having personal power. These things are good For the folks that are on good terms with the warrior archetype. They're good. And if you're not on good terms with the warrior archetype. Which is typically the case for people on the political left. Progressives, radicals on the left. They will see the warrior as evil. It is toxic patriarchy. It is white supremacy, for some. It is oppression, it's dominator hierarchies. So they see the dark side of the warrior, and only the dark side. And the people on the other side of the polarity, the political right, they will see the bright side of the warrior archetype, and typically only the bright side. So then they will struggle with anyone on the other side of the fence, that they see as weak, as irresponsible, as having no sense of loyalty or pride for their nation, for their family, and who are just not carrying their load in life. You probably see very clearly what I'm talking about here. And then, on the other side of the spectrum, you have the lover archetype, where the folks on the left, and especially the radical progressive left, they have only beautiful things to say about the lover. Because lover is all about being, nothing about doing. It's about pleasure and, and love and empathy and appreciation and some kind of surrender, unity, rest and embodiment, these things. Now those are qualities of the mature lover. And typically the people on good terms with lover archetype, they will hear those words and feel very accepting and in resonance with them. Just to complete this little very simplistic overview, the people on the right may look at those qualities and be like, what is this pleasure thing? What is this you know, acceptance, appreciation, unity and all these things? Hey, we just need to carry our own load in life. We need to buckle up and take responsibility here. We need to double down and and, and push hard and, and show that we are citizens that contribute something of value to our country. And so, this is the mess, brother. This is the mess. Because both sides of the equation, both sides are important. And when you only see one side, The other side enters you and takes you over in a shadow form. What that may look like is that radicals, progressives, they actually become warrior sadists. They become the new oppressors. They become perpetrators of dominator hierarchies. They become the new supremacists. They actually seek to find slaves. They seek to dominate people so as to do their bidding. And they don't know that they're doing it because this is completely out of their conscious awareness because they have rejected the warrior. And so they don't even know that the warrior has entered into them in shadow form. They don't know that because they're unaware and asleep. Probably also stupid. So just just look at the world now, how the so-called virtuous, empathetic, loving people have actually become the most oppressive, patriarchal, dominating, hierarchical, supremacist kind of people. But they don't see it, because it's not part of their conscious map of reality. For somebody who has spent a little bit of time exploring the psyche, I mean, I'm devastated to see how dumb people can get how how fully taken they can be by the consequences of their own ignorance they can be consumed by a kind of resentment and rage that is fully their own responsibility that they themselves have planted into themselves in order to justify the life that they're living i find that to be just tragic beyond belief tragic beyond belief I grew up, you know, I grew up seeing the political right as these oppressive, horrible people. And I think that is par for the course for anyone who's in their teens and 20s. The valuation of conservative values, the appreciation for conservative values is typically something that only comes with time and life experience. I hadn't integrated much of the warrior archetype because I saw that as being some sort of a uh, burden, some sort of rigid, horrible thing that I saw model in my father in ways that I never wanted to have myself. And he he wasn't an embodied warrior at all. He was a, a warrior of principles. His warrior lived in his head, like it in many ways has done for me as well. You know, we Apple doesn't fall far from the tree and all that stuff. But I didn't want to be that. I rebelled against that, and I saw everything on the right as some sort of oppressive and... Like, the father, you know, the oppressive father. Don't want anything to do with it. I was writing articles about the, the darkness of Rupert Murdoch and Fox News and all that stuff. I remember that so well. And I also remember when Obama was elected, how delighted I was. And I felt like the true king had returned. And so my grievances with these folks back in the days is that they didn't have an eye for subjectivity. They didn't understand the relativity of how we experience life. And I, I found that absurd, that we don't recognize that truth can't be described only objectively. Which is sort of a, like a, a, a warrior idea, like a, a one and zero, you know. Have, give me some clear boundaries so I can navigate more easily. See, the warrior is about order, right? And so I was seeing this, I was seeing this in the Right. Also how they have been so reluctant to accept homosexuality and that there has been a kind of national pride that seemed very excessive, ethnocentrism. I saw all of that and I rejected it. And so this is the shadow, of course, of the warrior is that you come to see yourself as the best because the warrior needs an enemy to fight in order to justify his existence. And so I just started to judge other people as somehow not good enough, and uh, now I'm oppressing them. This is the very primitive warrior. Obviously, the mature warrior, he serves the mature king who is in service of a divine principle. And so the enemy then isn't a people, but it's, it's lies and an injustice. But that's another story. So then to complete my own story here, I realized that my ideas around conservatism were completely immature and that when you remove the conservative values that are typically warrior values, the values of stability and defending the status quo, when you remove that from culture and the associated individual qualities of responsibility and loyalty and service, when you remove that, you actually get anarchy. You get eventually, if I'm going to be dramatic about it, you get the zombie apocalypse. Because people regress so far into their own limited subjectivity that they don't actually live in service of anything anymore. Because there is nothing outside of their own perception that they see as holding any value to them whatsoever. And so now the only thing that they have to navigate their life by is their own petty desires their own little needs and their own little grievances and their own incessant wailing about being a victim of this and that and the other and this is what happens, you see That people actually completely lose access to their capacity to create a better life for themselves. And since they don't have that capacity anymore, it's always somebody else's fault. You fucking patriarchs. You horrible dominator people. I hate you. So then you're about two years old, right? And now you have come to a place where we we celebrate the mentality and psychology of an infant as some sort of leading edge for the evolution of our culture. Wokeism. Wokeism. How every adult can start thinking like a child ...and not take any responsibility for anything in their life... ...and blame their parents for everything. And then the parents come in like, oh, little boy, little girl... ...we will take care of you. We big corporations and we big governments... ...we will take care of you and we will give you exactly what you want. And then now you have some sort of psychotic alliance... ...between individuals that actually enjoy being irresponsible and immature... ...and, well, big players in the corporate and public sector that actually just really enjoy having this level of control over the sheep. As you can probably tell from this, is that I have changed quite a bit in my attitude towards the warrior and the lover. But see, these people that have lost access to their adult self, they they just need to get on right terms with the warrior. The boundaries and the energy and the courage and the resilience and integrity and service and and power. They need to have a conscious relationship to that. And now they actually start to be individuals that are contributing to society again. Whereas the other people that represent the sort of dying patriarchy, the rigid rule of the old Western empires... They haven't, they haven't gotten with the program either, and so they just need to just chill out and develop an appreciation for their own vulnerability and sensitivity because once somebody is unable to be in touch with that, the path to abuse of power and potential tyrannical rule is also pretty short. We can't wield power safely without having access to our soft heart. We just can't. And so this is a brief overview of the warrior-lover bridge in culture. How the two have become complete antagonists to each other. How they are now at war. And how we are being torn asunder as a result. And how the evolutionary step that will set things straight again is the warrior-identified people starting to value lover qualities more and the lover-identified people starting to value warrior qualities more. Which is why I think we see now, and this is very interesting just as a last reflection before we wrap it up. We see in America, which is this big evolutionary theater where we're seeing the complete meltdown and the potential transformation of these dynamics. So so we see that Republicans, conservatives, many of them are starting to become more progressive. They're starting to become more heart-centered. And, and actually, Republicans starting to think more and more like Democrats. Whereas on the Democratic side of things, more and more Democrats see how the Democratic Party's platform has become oppressive and tyrannical. And so they're waking up to the darkness in their own party. And they are re-embracing the warrior archetype. And so right now, we're seeing, even though it looks like shit's hitting the fan, is that there is a... There is a hope present in this evolutionary shift happening. And I especially look to the people that were once very hard leftists, that they were very hard democrats, or whatever political party that's associated with that polarity in your country. But you're starting to wake up to how that doesn't actually work. How... You can't have a society where everyone is just wailing about how victimized they are. And then the government is going to come in and say, Oh yeah, little boy, little girl, you're going to be so wonderful when we take care of everything in your life. It's going to be so wonderful, little baby boy. It's going to be so wonderful. You don't need to think about anything anymore. You don't need to think about what is true or false, because we can think for you. It's going to be so good. People realize that you can't live like that anymore. And so the people on the left that are starting to wake up to the dark agenda on their own side, they are the folks that I see as the real, real hope of humanity. Of course, they are being chased and hunted down left, right and center these days. And maybe because a lot of them have gone a little bit off the rocker. But, you know, these are the times that we live in. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. So yeah, that's it. Another episode completely without controversy. As is the norm here. At Walking with the Archetypes. We don't rock the boat. We don't challenge any social taboos. Because we want to play it safe, right? Well, not exactly. Maybe this is a little bit rough for some of you. But I hope that you take it on. Because, truth be told, I believe that if we don't wake up to this happening, yeah, we are entering the Dark Ages. And I just don't want to see that happen. And so if you will stand with me in fighting for a better future for all of us, then I hope you keep listening. Thank you so much for joining me today as I walk back to the house in the pretty strong gusts of wind and prepare for the rest of my day. Be well. Many blessings to you. Love you. Appreciate you. And I will speak to you again tomorrow. Bye now. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this Masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive, free guide.